Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the From the Finney podcast with me, Jake, me, Ollie and me, Dan. Yeah, so in this episode of the pod, we're going to be going back over Monday night's bitterly disappointing defeat against the Baggies and we're going to take a look back at the last month or so and yeah, talk about a few other bits and bobs. Um, Enjoy. Hi lads, how are we? Good to have you both back on the pod, Oliver. Thank you for uh, appeasing your fan base again. You can always make time for the fans. Well, you can't. Last week's evidence of that. <laughs> yeah, I had an exam last week. To be fair. Yeah, no, you did. Um, exam. To be fair, actually, we 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 all wished you well on the exam at the end of the pod last week, but I just edited it out because it was just a bit of a mishmash. <laughs> well, thanks for a good look past both my exams. No exams until March. Buzzing. Happy days. Yep. Decent. Very busy at work. They come around uh, like international breaks for you, don't they, then? Yeah. You get where I was going with that, don't you? They come around every couple of months and then until March. Yeah. 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 Precisely. But yeah, very busy, but... Um, Good. Are you good, Dan? Yeah, very good, yeah. Just uh, sorting Christmas stuff out. I know you lads aren't... uh, Aren't big in the Christmas spirit yet, but we've been decorating the house. Um, I'm um, I'm not looking forward to Saturday because I know it means I'm going to have to go up in the loft and get it out. The Christmas tree, that is. Um, Yeah, as with last week's pod, again, figured this was worth doing at the start while most of you are listening, I hope, anyway. Um, We are looking for a sponsor for the podcast, so if you or someone that you know would maybe be interested in sponsoring us, uh, get in touch on fromthefinney at gmail.com and we can go into some more detail and maybe try and sort something out. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just search for From the Finney and you'll find us. So, yeah, we'll uh, dive straight into the good stuff. Um, still a bit pissed off about last night, to be honest. Oh, uh, come. <clears throat> it was just a bit of a kick in the balls, wasn't it? Yeah, it's definitely hard to take losing like that. Yeah, I think it was the toughest defeat to take for me since going back quite a long way. Yeah, it's been a while since it's been a while it's since we've had a proper toughest defeat for me to take since I can't remember when. Because I normally when we lose, it's just one of them, isn't it? You lose, you move on. But I felt a massive injustice last night. Yeah, I think that's the key word. Actually, it it, it felt like an injustice. Yeah. They're the hardest to take. It's only a point difference, but feels like mm. I think feels was, like a big injustice. Yeah, I think uh, it means a lot extra as well because there was the home record and everything that has gone. Yeah, and I think it was just a battling performance with obviously four or five key injuries. Mm. Yeah, we looked we look well drilled, like like everyone. Obviously, everyone went out with a job to do and knew what they were doing and did it for the most part well. Um, the <clears throat> West Brom fan page blog, whatever you want to call it, that contributed to our match preview tried um, comparing Alex Neal to Tony Pulis on Twitter last night, mm. which I missed that was interesting. Mm. Yeah. Opposition fans just hate playing us because we are that we are like ugly to play against. We yeah. say it every week, but last night was definitely. I thought it watching in the first half like it was very ugly to watch. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I, it, you've got to take in, You've got to. You've got to understand the circumstances of the game. Yeah, yeah. which is what I tried to get across. Yeah, because uh, he went on to say like our oh, Preston side lauded for its attacking style, 
And I said, well, as you said yourself, we're loaded for our attacking style. Um, but when you've got an injury-ridden squad, you've got to play to your strengths. Mm. This is exactly what we did. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. To a certain extent, actually, yeah. Well, Neil said himself after the game that his initial plan going into the game was just to be hard to beat and play, yeah. off, play off second balls and things like that. And as as we mentioned last week, it's very similar to how Grayson used to line us up for away games particularly. Yeah. yeah. I'd say the only thing I'd say is in the first half, we were nowhere near quick enough to the second balls. We were nowhere near We were nowhere near close enough to Stockley. Um Potts no, there was times where there was a bank of four piercing, a bank of four, within about 20 yards of each other. And Stockley up top on his own. Obviously, like, like we said, they were set up that way, but Stockley didn't do himself any favours in that nothing was sticking. Oh. <clears throat> he'd win a header or he'd, he'd chest the ball down, but there was just nothing I sticking. Think, or, yeah. or If there was people around him, it was going either too far past them or nowhere near them or whatever. I think yeah. he got better as the game went on. Um, I think, like you I said, think, Ollie, we moved higher up the pitch, didn't we, in the second half? Yeah, I think that's the that's what I was going to say. I think the key with Stockley is if you're, really, if you're in a deep block... You need players around him. Yeah, Stockley's not the kind of player who's going to hold it up by himself no. for more than one or two seconds. He can't really hold the ball up. He can lay it off. He can't. It's the difference between laying it off and holding it up. Yeah. Um, Second half, we were like 10, <clears throat> 15 yards higher up. And players were at DJ, particularly, was a lot closer to him. Um, and we improved in the second half. Mm-hmm. DJ DJ had that chance, worldy save from Sam Johnston. Yeah, it was and then safe, from, to be fair. from the corner, I think it was Alan Brown that the shot cleared basically off the line. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I think a draw would have been a fair result in the end. Yeah, I think it would have. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely would have, um, which I think leads us nicely on to the bone of contention. Mm. There's no con- there's no contention at all. No. <clears throat> the worst decision I've seen at Deepdale since um, the Rooney penalty. I was just going to say that. Yeah, it's very reminiscent. Same side as well, isn't it? It's basically the same situation, but Rooney, yeah. just, Rooney jumped over Stuckman, but last night Edwards was on the floor just before simply, simply, simply no contact. Absolutely yeah. shocking refereeing decision. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Cost us a point in the end. Yeah. I mean, I've got, nope. I've got really in my notes. Well, I mean, I've got plenty in my notes, but nothing that says it more than just a appalling decision. I've seen some people on Twitter talking about um, Oliver Langford, the referee's weight, and he did look a bit overweight. But um, in terms of him not being able to keep up with play, he did seem to be a long way away from the decision. But yeah, it was- but, Probably 30, 40 yards away. Yeah, but he had a yeah. I think I think he had a good line of sight. And I said in I said in our group chat last night, and I maintain that if that happens at the town end, I don't think he gives it. I think he's bottled it in front of the West Brom following, and given what they expected as the top of the table, quote unquote bigger club. Yeah, I think when you're guessing, the bigger club tends to get the right yeah. side of the guess. Yeah, yeah. Nine, nine. <clears throat> if he. Probably the ref should have been there on the edge of the box. If he's on the edge of the box, there, you see. Yeah, he's, he's got to be within five, ten yards of the of the area. With yeah. with play heading that way, he's got to be at, at least you'd expect ten yards of. Oh. Yeah, and I've seen people say Rudd gave the ref a decision to make, but that doesn't mean yeah. if it's he's not stayed... a shocking decision. No, no, of course not. If he'd stayed rooted to his line and Edwards had scored, then he gets slated for not yeah. acting. But I actually think right. Rudd he'd have been first out, on his case. I don't. I don't think he's blameless in this situation. I thought he had a good game. I, I, I don't think he's to blame in this situation, rather. Sorry. Yeah. I uh, no, he... but I think likewise. I don't think he is blameless entirely. I mean, Alan I Brown I... said. No, I mean, if, if, you stay, well. if, you stay, if you stay on your feet and shepherd him out, then you get lauded as calm. And but in, <clears> but in the 90th minute. Yeah, I mean, going back to the point, I, I presume Ollie was just about to make, which is that I do think for. Probably the first time in a long time he looked confident last night. Oh. Yeah, and all I was going to say is well. he's come out, he's closed the angle down, he's made the attacker take a touch out of play and he's not touched the attacker. So that's perfect goalkeeping if the referee does his job. Yeah. The, the thing is, you can say like he gives the referee a decision to make, but I don't, I, I don't think he gives him a reasonable decision to make. I think it's a... 
if the referee's in the right position, as we've said, he sees that there's clearly a good foot between mm. Rudd and Edwards at any given time. At, yeah. at most. And the photo that um, Declan Rudd posted on Instagram shows you there's yeah. no contact and Edwards' back leg is on the floor before yeah. he's anywhere near. It's just a simple shocker from the ref and he should get a two-game ban. <clears throat> he probably won't. He probably won't, but it, that's it what the should, rules that are That should for. be the case, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd think if it, if anything was going to come of it, we'd have heard about it today and yeah. there hasn't been. Um, and it was an absolute commentator's curse because last night they said... We've yet we're, we've I think we've had nine penalties oh, yeah. this season. You, you were watching it on TV, weren't you? Yeah, they said we've had nine penalties this season, and we've we've yet to concede a penalty, and then went and conceded a penalty. But yeah, yeah. one of the last I was sat with about ten fifteen minutes before it was given. Said the referee has had a pretty decent game for once. Oh God! Yeah, I, I actually thought he did have a good game. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Ruined it. He just yeah. absolutely... Comments like that, kiss of death, though. Yeah, that rarely happens to us. Like we rarely have an absolute shocking decision like that that goes against us to lose us the game. Oh, uh, like we said, I think the last one like that was the uh, Rooney one in the yeah, FA Cup. The last one's so blatant that I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. There was a bit of uproar about that. Alan Brown goal did it, didn't it cross the line? But I mean, ultimately, goal line technology showed that it didn't cross the line. Yeah, but we won the game anyway. What? We won the game, didn't we? I can't remember. It was a few years ago. It was against against Blackburn, yeah. Won the game. But yeah, that that was tough to take. Obviously, three defeats in a row without a goal. Yeah. Let's just hope we don't make it four. Last time we lost four in a row was in that horrific run toward the end of last season. Yeah, it's like it's a bit of a theme. Like when we get two or three, four injuries, we tend to go on these runs. But it's uh, almost like they lose a bit of confidence when we get a few injuries. It seems like the rest of the lads lose lose a bit of confidence and a look maybe a little bit of faith. Sometimes I feel it is a perfect storm against us. Like Derby had won five home games in a row, I think, before yeah. we went there. Obviously, Hull, we had Ryan Ledson against one of the best wingers in the league. I think with the Hull game, Alex Neal, I think, summed it up pretty well in that we had one fit fullback on the pitch and we were up against a team in Hull City who's their strongest area is the two wide players. Yeah. yeah. And then, obviously, West Brom, they'd won four in a row before last night, I think. Uh, five. I think that was five in six, a row. six yeah, last so, night. So, obviously, three tough games, um, but... Depends who we've got back for Saturday, but normally I'd be very confident going to West Brom, uh, going to QPR. Sorry, yeah, it's, just... it's all right place for us to go traditionally. Yeah, did we win there last season? Stockley scored. We did, yeah. Uh, Stockley, it was it was four one, wasn't it? It was uh, Stock, yeah. Stockley, Story, Pots get one. and Brown, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was uh, Story's first first goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it, obviously they've got. Uh, the best striker in the league, but um, it, it, who's that, mate? Naughty Wells. <laughs> <laughs> nah, obviously, if Hugo plays against Hunts, if Hunts is still in, people can say he had a good game last night, but Hugo will absolutely bully him. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, who knows about Bauer? Um, but Hunts, people said did all right last night. Did all right. Story looks a bit iffy. But I think going the there. You got to remember, is he's 22 years old. He's probably not yeah. even hit 100 games in professional football yet. Oh yeah, 100. percent But just just an observation. But um, the thing is, we've not scored in three games, but they've not kept a clean sheet all season. Yeah, so, I think that was something you pointed out a, a few weeks ago, wasn't it? That they've they just they need to score two or three goals to win a game. Yeah, it's a bit in, like when it, we had we had uh, Fergie in charge. Yeah. In, yeah. in the summer, and um, I've mentioned it a few times, and obviously in my predict in my predictions uh, contribution, I I said I thought they might sneak in the playoffs, and part of that was based part of that was based on um, they had a very what I thought was a strong window. They brought in an entirely new back four, but they just haven't settled. Nope. Actually, they actually brought in five defenders, but um, yeah. obviously four of them are making up their back four. Um, the way that they play, they it's not gelled. They're they basically don't so they're just basically set up to attack. They got obviously some very good attackers, but yeah. you can't keep scoring 
as we've seen, actually, you can't keep scoring two or three goals a game. No, it's gonna it's gonna dry up at some stage. Because yeah. I think Hugel and Narky Wells had scored fifteen between them by like November. The thing um, is, um, I I'm terrified of Narky Wells because I don't think I've seen him play against us without scoring. He does have a knack of scoring against us, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does have a knack of scoring. Well, we'll just have to see, but it's particularly at Deepdale. Yeah, it's a game that we can obviously injury dependent. We can go and dominate. Yeah, and obviously score. We just need to score a goal again now. I think that'll come. I'm not worried about that. No, I'm not particular. Obviously, it's been three defeats in a row. People have started saying, people start being negative. But like, I think we're still a very decent team. Yeah, of course we are. We, don't, you don't you don't go from being top of the league to being shit in the space of two or three weeks. Month. Yeah, you can lose form. And you can, mm-hmm. like, obviously, it, it it's without wanting to sound like I'm ripping off part of a cliche. Form is temporary. Got a new FIFA commentator here. <laughs> Form is Class temporary. Is though. You'll know Class all about that, won't you, Ollie? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I know. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent form. But the thing is, people need to realise when you've got Ryan Ledson playing at right back against a Polish international winger. That's just circumstance. Mm-hmm. When you've got the back four who started the season all out against the league leaders, that's just circumstances, isn't it? I think... I, um, if it was our strongest team and we were losing games like this now, then it'd be a concern. Yeah. The only concern is, obviously, everyone gets pissed off with Alex Neal because he doesn't release anything to the media. No one knows when Fisher, Galli, Bauer, Davis, but if he did, Hughes will be back. All, all that would serve is our opponents. Yeah. So I think people, I think people need to remember in that situation specifically, um, with players coming back from injury and Alex Neal being very quiet on it, is it's probably helped us more this season than it's hindered us. Um, than it's hindered us. Um, I mean, we mentioned was it last week? I think when uh, Ryan came on the Brentford game specifically, uh, Tom Barkhausen and. And Sean yeah. were both meant to be out injured. Neil kept it quiet. They both started and they both scored. Yeah. Mm. Precisely. So, yeah. I understand why he does it. It doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Um, me neither. It may, I mean, it's, a little, it's a little bit frustrating. Yeah, there's there's the one there's the quite natural desire to But yeah, I was gonna be say ass, that's, be, be assured of what's going on. But I mean in, in terms of yeah. Just like but when when obviously I think we record Jack Armour on Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm. That gives you an indication anyway of what's going to happen. So yeah. You don't recall a player if it's one game. Exactly. So it, it remains to be seen about... Um, I know Fisher got a knock on the leg at Derby. Um, I don't know about Bauer. don't know about Galley. Um, yeah, and the then... Bauer one came out of nowhere sort of the morning before the West Brom game. Mm. <laughs> I don't remember him picking up an injury against Hull. No. Or maybe getting a knock or anything. Yeah, he, fin- he almost scored against Hull. Finished the game, but but yeah, just see. But um, if we don't if we don't win against QPR, then the Luton game after the Fulham game is one that you really need to pinpoint. Yeah. Because whenever Mitrovic plays against us, he scores. You know what's going to happen at least twice. <laughs> he pulls so, DJ's dreadlocks and he scores. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like you said, the looting game's one that you need to target. But I think we're more than capable of getting something out of um, QPR on Saturday, even with the team that played last night. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, But you'd hope we'd have one or two back anyway. Mm. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, and then obviously it's Fulham after that, again at Deepdale under the lights. Mm. It It's another one of them games that you would imagine that the squad would get themselves up for and that the manager would get them up for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably um, a good test to see how well we bounce back. I mean, depending on how many of the players that are out injured are making their way back by then. Yeah. Um, good chance uh, Could be a good chance to restate our intentions for the season. Mm, no, absolutely. And I think if we take um, four points from the next two, Mm. then it just keeps us sort of in touch with where we are at the moment. Yeah. Um, 
I do fancy Notts uh, Forest. I hate saying that. Nottingham Forest for a late run at automatics. It's nothing but, late about no, 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 no. I'll rephrase it. I do fancy Nottingham Forest for a run at automatics. They've got, obviously, a game in hand. And by all accounts, Lamucci turned down Watford this morning. Did he? I think Lequeep in France reported that he um, he turned down Watford. Yeah, obviously, um, did good things in France, actually. Um, Yeah, where was he at? Was he at Red? Might have got rent to Europa League. Yeah, that was it. Um, so he obviously knows how to set his team up. I think it's still obviously West Brom and Leeds. They both played at Deepdale, and obviously West Brom last night, nothing special at all. Obviously, I love Leeds, but <laughs> again, didn't really scare me at Deepdale. Nah. So, I've said it before on the pod. There's no and they will both lose games. Mm. We, we deserve more against both of them. You could probably say. Mm. Well, Leeds scored late on, and West Brom scored late on, didn't he? So yeah. I think Leeds was 87th minute. Mm. Yeah, and then didn't we go at the other end and have a chance or half a chance with that Maguire effort that he just yeah the whistle past the post. Mm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not worried yet. It's yeah, no. it's early days, um, and there's still like what half a season, just over half a season to play. Probably two fifths yeah. of the season by now. Yeah. So we've got 23 games left. Oh no! Sorry, we've got. Have we played 20 games in the league? 19. 19. Yeah. So we've got 26, 27 games left. 27. Yeah. Pretty uh, it's pretty easy math, Sally. Come on. So there's 100 points left, basically, to play for. I can't do So. Well, as, as was pointed out as well on Twitter, I think I mentioned it in one of the pieces that I published recently. Before the West Brom game, I don't know where we stand now, but before the West Brom game, our record was pretty much identical to Sheffield United's last season after the same amount of games. Obviously, that doesn't mean that we're going to go up, but... No, stuff it, like it that. It shows that, w- that there's still something worth playing for. Yeah. You know when you're talking about a late run to automatics? Season Fulham, season Fulham went up in the playoffs. I think they were 17th at Christmas. Yeah, there was talk of Jukanovic getting sacked. Yeah, so that's how much the table means at this stage. That would be equivalent of, say, like, Charlton or Dan's hotly tipped QPR. Yeah. Well, so, uh, it's well, less so, so hotly tipped when I've seen what they've done after the transfer window. <laughs> well, Mark well, Warburton just can't defend. So, yeah. saying that, they'll get a clean sheet against us on Saturday. But, but uh, as as Ollie said, yeah, got, still very, still like, like it's not very early days, but still, still it's on, it's uh, on the border for me of being just about early slash. Not really anymore. I think when you get when well, you get to we're, these we're games, the latter stage of being able to call it early, early, early doors, really, aren't we? Yeah, I think when you get to like twenty first of December, Boxing Day, 29th, New Year's Day, when you get yeah. past there, you're well into the season, then, aren't you? Yeah, you get when you get a run of like what two, three, four games coming quickly. Mm. Yeah, um, and then you chuck an FA Cup tie in there as well. Mm. Yeah, which I'm gutted with, by the way. Why? It's at home, isn't it? It's at well, all you can ask. Well, well, I mean, you want you you either want a massive club or you want a bit of a gimme. Um, unfortunately, Norwich are neither. Yeah, I get that, but it's still the opportunity to go out and beat a Premier League side, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. And they're not they're not exactly a a brilliant Premier League side. We beat them. We battered them last season, didn't we? At home. Well, last we did. Last season we beat them at home three one, and then the last time we played them in the cup when we were in League One and they were in the Championship, we beat them two 0 Paul Gallagher scored a double, and then their manager got sacked the day after, and they brought Alex Neil in and got promoted that season. Oh yeah, I remember that. What a love story that is. I know. <laughs> and that has come full circle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not it's not the worst draw. Yeah, I'll probably end up going if it's a ten or a ticket. Yeah, it'll be 10, 15 quid, something like that, won't it? If I wasn't away, I'd, I'd be there. But Yeah. Mm. 
And then we'll I'm hoping obviously... it's maybe one of the left field TV decisions, and I might get to watch it, but I doubt I, it. I, I wouldn't think so, not with a Merseyside derby and everything. Merseyside derby, and then obviously Derby County are playing Palace, I think. Mm. There's so, the Alex Neal. There's the Alex Neal line, isn't there? Yeah, yeah but that, well, what I, my point about Derby is that Rooney will be there, won't he? That'll be one of the first games that he can play in. Is that still happening? Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. joined them. He's training with them. Yeah, I yeah thought, he was on the he was on the pitch the other night. I yeah. thought they, I thought they might have cancelled it after the um, the backlash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then before we know it, it'll be January transfer window for t- time for more meltdowns. Yep. Time for more good so. podcasts from us boys. <laughs> Should we call that brew time, boys? Yeah. Yeah, I need a brew. Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. We're going to look back over the month of November, uh, a month that saw North End win the first two games and then lose the next two. Um, yeah, so we'll dive straight in with Charlton away. Another penalty, strong away performance, good showing on Sky. Yeah. All round, pretty spot on, to be honest. Went yeah. top of the league at the start of November. It was one of that, It was one of those where we just get the tactics absolutely bob on, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, Rodol looked a little bit in the first half, I think. Yeah, there was, there was a chance for Purrington and then um, Gallagher. I can't remember their Gallagher's first name. Connor. Sam. Oh, I, so, I oh yeah, sorry, Connor. Sam oh, plays for Rovers. Yeah. Yeah, the header uh, that went just wide but, and then. Yeah, the, the, head, the header that flashed across goal. But other than that, I don't think Charlton offered very much, to be honest. Because mm. we, well, not that they're a bad side, but we absolutely nullified them. Yeah. Yeah, and they should have been down to 10 men. That too, yeah. But... Proper performance, Which... that. By the way, that's the last game Ben picked up at Buckingham. Is it? Is it? I think so. Jesus. I personally think Pearson's playing a bit within himself still. So. Yeah. Like you said before, though, he's he looks like he's been carrying an injury for a while, doesn't he? I think Neil said it himself, hasn't he? He's not fully well, fit. Ben has, hasn't he? I think Ben, over the yeah. international break, came out and said that he's been playing, he's played through that illness, injury. Yeah. Knocks and niggles and stuff like that. Yeah, I thought he. You said he was uh, looking not to get booked last night, but I thought he um, dealt with Pereira quite well. I think without going too far. So from my point of view on the Finney, I think early on he'd had two or three that just they were just a little bit late, or and you could see the referee. Mm. Obviously, I'm not sure what you could or couldn't see on TV, but on the ground you could see the ref just making like a note of it. Yeah. Pereira definitely yeah. knew he was there, but I don't. I don't think he did enough to get booked personally. There was just one moment about twenty twenty five minutes in that me and everyone that I was sat with were like, "Ooh, he mm, potentially lucky not to get booked there." But mm. well, I'm not I, sure we actually had a booking last night. No, I don't think we did. But I, I think I don't think either side did. Did they? Yeah, they had one. Oh. Should have had another as well. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, going back to Charlton. Yeah. From, yeah. yeah, yeah, going back to Charlton. Obviously, went top of the league, didn't we? Everyone yeah. was buzzing. It was, that, I think, it was that run where we got like four penalties in three games or something, or three penalties in three games. Mm. Yeah, um, that one. And then obviously DJ got injured. Thought it might that be a serious one. Well, by the way. Yeah, I thought it might be a serious one. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I mean, it was a bad challenge. Obviously, it didn't turn out to be too serious in terms of the length of time that he was out for, but it was a, it was a nasty challenge. Mm. Yeah, and then... It was a desperate one as well, because he was in. Yeah, it was. He was in that kind of area that he's not been in as much. Yeah. Yeah. The one way you'd expect him three years ago to be cutting onto that left and bending it bottom. Mm. The the only time he's done that that I can recall this season was actually last night with that worldy safe. But um, mm. yeah, he did it against uh, Stoke as well when he scored. Uh, albeit the shot was a bit of a yeah a pants one and uh, last year a bit didn't he? Yeah, he hit into the ground a bit, and the keeper definitely should have done better with it. But yeah. mm. it was only it was only a half chance to be fair. He did well to get a shot away. 
And I think the Stockton Stoke game was where Stoke game was where Stockley won quite a few people over. I think was it? Stockley didn't play. I mean Charlton game. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think he'd started to win well, a few game, It was game after Rovers. But yeah. Charlton, yeah, I think oh. for the full for the full ninety, he'd, he'd done all right. Yeah, did all right, and then yeah, I think the key with with that game was obviously certain games are going to suit him a lot more, which was said all along, and then obviously went into the Huddersfield game. Last They've been on break. Yeah, I think they was un- they were unbeaten in seven games. I think. Yeah, Carly had just won uh, Manager of the Month as well, hadn't he? Yeah, and obviously DJ was out, so I didn't know about that. But it was probably the most comfortable, well, apart from their goal, but very comfortable performance. Yeah, again, another one, start to finish, I thought we controlled it. It was good for for Stockley to get a goal, same with Brown, actually, and for many of the same reasons. Mm -hmm. Brown's unbelievable finish from Brown. Yeah, yeah, it was. On, the, said, on, we, on the half, that's a really difficult shot to keep down. Yeah. Mm, we'd said a couple of episodes before as well that it looked like Brown just needed a goal. Yeah. Yeah, and since then, I don't think he's played in his natural position. He might I have think, done once, but... Yeah. I mean, that Huddersfield game, we could have won it by a lot more. Like, um, Patrick Bauer had a half volley from a bit of pinball that went just wide, and then they, we let him have a sloppy goal about a minute later. Mm. Yeah. I think the scoreline looked a lot closer than the game actually was in reality. Yeah, I was had like three or four, five good good chances this season. Yeah, Obviously yeah. scored one. Thought he could have easily been on three or four by now. Yeah, I think I said a few weeks ago. I don't know if it was on here or to someone that I go on the footy with that there's every chance he could end up being the championship equivalent to Hunts that season we came up at at League One. Yeah. I mean, with a, with a player like him, because we win quite a lot of set pieces, I mean, he's always going to be a bit of a goal threat. I think uh, last night I, I read exactly. that we were either the top team or the second top team to have scored the majority of the goals from set pieces or something like that. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. We are good at them. Does that include penalties as well? I presume so. Yeah. yeah. I think we've had at least four or five more pens than any other team. Mm. And then, where were we after the Huddersfield game? Were we second? Um, second or third? Something like uh, that, I, yeah. I, th- I think we were second, yeah, because we got knocked out of top after Charlton by West Brom. We West played, Brom played, played on the Monday. Played, played on the Monday, and then we kept up with them after the Huddersfield game, didn't we? So, yeah. yeah. That just shows how quick it can change. Yeah. And then there was, obviously, the, the international break is cursed. I don't care yeah. what anyone says. Um, it, takes, it, it, it takes a lot for you to put any credence in curses. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe not curse, but there's definitely like correlation. There's something there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because I've been, I've just so happened to have been to like basically every game after any international break. Yeah, it's weird. That. Or, I've, we've been or, doing I've, this. or I've seen every game and we've just been absolutely shite. Yeah. Um, and well, by all Derby, accounts, in the Derby game, we were a better second half. But yeah, mm. we were. But you know, when you just start a game like that, you know you're not going to win it. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, um, it's very similar to the Reading game in terms of feeling. Yeah. Respect. And I went. I, yeah, I went to the Reading game. Was that straight after the international break? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. And it was exactly the same. So lethargic on the ball. Yeah. And off the ball, um, and you just sort of well, we almost ground out a nil nil at Reading, but. Yeah, it's it's the sort of game that you it's the sort of game that you can sweat something out of if you set up correctly. And against Derby, we just didn't. Yeah, didn't, so. yeah. No, we were nowhere near it. No, nowhere near it. Yeah, so, but so he, Derby just on, led just on Derby. That, yeah, go on. Just on Derby, I think they'd won five in a row at home, so it was always going to be a tough game. They, they couldn't have more of a chalk and cheese record if they tried. Mm. Like the they're, they're absolutely. Awful away from home so far this season, but they're yeah, the I wouldn't say brilliant at home, but they're very good at home. Yeah, and it and it was it was a set piece that undid us as well. So same as well, same as yesterday. If you count the penalty, so two two tight games. Obviously, the the whole game was like the the shitter. Yeah, I, I, I think with that though, we we didn't look 
awful in the first half. Don't get me wrong, we didn't look good, but we had our chances. Yeah, especially that was the weirdest. Mm. Yeah, that was the weirdest game out of the three for me because I actually thought we were very decent in the first half. Mm. I mean, then, if, if that, um, was, was it Maguire who hit the post in like the yeah. first ten minutes? Good effort as well, to be fair. If that goes in, it's a different game. But I mean, it seems yeah. to. Have, it feels like there's been a lot of ifs and buts so far for us this season. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I think it was one nil at half time. To resort to that when you're on a bit of a losing streak, isn't it? Yeah. It was one nil at half time, and Neil changed Ryan Levton to left back. And he was completely confused, and then he gave away a penalty within two, three minutes of the restart. Yeah. And then you're always up against it when you're 2 or down away from home like that. So. And then they scored again about three, four minutes later, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. It reminded me of the um, that game away at Brentford where we started okay, and then it just yeah. is like going a steeper downhill degree as you go along, if you know what I mean. You got about yeah. 5-0 at Brentford. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. To be honest, the, the whole the defeat. It's just, it just it starts going wrong slowly, and then gets a bit just, worse, and then goes downhill at a rate of knots. Uh, the whole defeat didn't bother me really. Just didn't. Just. I think you get a couple of them games every season. That was. Let's just, just one say of... the uh, the group chat's been interesting the last yeah. week or so. Maybe I should be more asked about losing. I don't know. But no, whole defeat. Last last night was the one that. Upset me a bit, but you know when you get kicked in the it's, balls really hard. Yeah, it's it's very different reasons really. Like, like, um, like I wasn't angry about Hull. I was just like really gutted. But with last night, there's that sense of um, anger because I mean we mentioned the word injustice at the start of tonight. I think that's what um, that's what it boils down to. Games exactly like exactly what it boils down to. Yeah. But like I was going to say, you know when you get kicked in the balls really hard? Yeah. And then about five hours later, it still feels like your balls are in your stomach. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt coming off the game last night. Mm. Yeah, I was still, I'm still a bit pissed off now. Yeah, about it, likewise. Yeah. yeah, obviously, like Dan said, it's just caused more because of it's out of our hands that's cost us the game. Yeah. Mm. But the whole I... game, you hold the game, Neil got it wrong. His hands were tied to an extent, but he got it wrong. Yeah. Derby, it's just one of them that you could easily lose. Yeah. I mean, like to an extent, there's, um, I mean, there is a bit of a saving grace where you can say, well, last night's entirely not our fault. We definitely deserved a point. We definitely deserved more, and it was definitely an incorrect decision. So, I mean, there's, there's the way you can look at it. Like, well, I suppose there's nothing we could have done. So mm. there's it's, there's no like regrets about it if you know what I mean mm. in terms of yeah yeah regret for like a managerial decision or the way the thing for me it wasn't just a point lost it was like West Brom gained three points on us yeah yeah that, 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 that was yeah if it was against problem. someone like Stoke it wouldn't have mattered as much no. because it was because obviously that widened the gap by three points when it yeah it's a team that same. what less than a month ago we were a point behind yeah so it's a bit of a double whammy. Mm. And it's and like Dan said, it it them them decisions tend to go to the to bigger team. Mm. So, but generally, obviously, the month started very well, and now it's probably as negative as it's been since April. Yeah, I think with just like runs of games like this, you can't really blame people for mood being down a little bit because I mean, it's just it's just the way it is really with with a lot of football fans. But yeah, but I, I mean. With a lot- We've lost but, as many in the last three as we did it in like the first fifteen games, I think. So, yeah, I mean, like you say, there's got to be that sense of keeping it in perspective. But I mean, a decent result of QPR. Um, Fulham could go either way, obviously, with Mitrovic on the pitch. But um, would surely would you a win over a team with Mitrovic in it? You'd you'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> surely to God, yeah. We're all, it's we're, the kind, it's, we're also it's the kind of game that Neil will pinpoint and yeah. press him to death like the Norwich game last season. Yeah, yeah, we're, definitely. We're, we're also we're also due a game against Naki Wells where he doesn't score against us, so we'll see if this is uh this is going to be the December of games that book trends. Well, this is the thing. There's that many games in December that we can go on a good run and, and easily find ourselves right back up there. Yeah, 
Well, it's like, come in such quick succession. Obviously, yeah. obviously, there's there's no such thing as a gimme in the championship, but um, I don't know. I reckon Barnsley five 0 at home was about as close. Well, to I mean, I mean, I mean, re- five one, but, five one, uh, five one. Sorry. Re- retrospectively, I don't want to be then, accused but, of peddling nonsense. Um, <laughs> but even he's even, living rent free in your head. <laughs> he's living rent free in our Twitter bio, Twitter bio as well. <laughs> but the um. Well, yeah, you'd expect a, obviously the Luton game. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Dan, I've interrupted you about five times. There. <laughs> That's fine. But, um, yeah, like I said, um, even the Barnsley game, to an extent, it was 1-1 at half-time and we looked like we were struggling a little bit. Could have gone either way. But um, I don't think we would look like we were struggling. Well, I mean, just, just struggling to really... Um, it felt like it could have been one of them games that we are made to rue missed chances, but I don't yeah. think we were struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember saying at half-time... I remember saying at half-time, I'm very confident that we'll still win the game. Yeah. Um, but you'd expect, obviously, it's just the longer this run goes on, the harder it is to get out of the run, if you get what I mean. Yeah. I think it's important not to lose at QPR. Yeah, I think take a draw at QPR. Yeah. It's a good chance to score as well, because obviously we need to break... We yeah. need to- that before it becomes a thing people start talking about as well. Yeah, just just on just on the forwards, I think I think um, it's getting to that stage now where a couple of the players looking a bit jaded. Mm. A couple Things of need players. mixing up, don't they? Yeah, and it, it it and it's not down to a lack of depth. I don't think. I think it's just Neil simply having his favourites. Obviously, I thought Barky was all right last night, but Maguire just. Yeah, I thought Barky like, did well. Yeah, Maguire's just not on it at all. No. Um, DJ's been good, but obviously he's had an injury, probably not in the flow of things. So, Bowden and Harrop obviously ready to step in. Nugent's barely been used. He's fit, he's not been used. So, might be a case of no goals in three games. Might want to change up a little bit. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think there'll be a mix up. And I think, I as think well, Maguire, Maguire's definitely needs just taking out the team. Give Harrop a run. Harrop or yeah, I'm a big fan of Maguire, but he's just not been on it at all. No. Uh, I, I he's, think, uh, he's in his, what, two and a half, three seasons that he's been here now, he's had spells in every season where he's looked jaded and looked like he needs a rest. Yeah. He just lost that explosiveness the, yeah. the at the minute. The, the one thing that concerns me about Maguire is that he looked sharp for Ireland. So I don't know if it's a um, if it's somewhere else rather than just general tiredness. Mm, I don't know. You got to bear in mind that he's not had many opportunities for his country, so he's going to want to make the most of them. Yeah, yeah. get that. And they've they've struggled to settle on an out and out forward, haven't they? So if he can go in and take an opportunity or two. Also, got... I think just going to say the role the role that he's playing has actually changed. Yeah, big time. It's basically. He's no, in... I mean since since the start of this season, I mean. At the start of this season, he was playing as a left winger, pretty much. Yeah. He's basically now playing as a number 10. Mm. We'd, be, we'd be getting narrower and narrower as the season's gone on. Yeah, so, and he's dropping into really deep areas, and he's just not yeah. affecting the game from those deep areas. He's better when he's pinned up against a full-back one-on-one, like he was against... Um, Sheffield Hull. Wednesday. Oh, Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. The whole game, when he hit the post, when he was one-on-one against the, the full-back, that's when he's the most effective. Yeah. yeah. Um, but is it if you're going to play that Just role? Harrop, as well, Harrop can do a similar job. Yeah, he can. We said that at the start of the season that we thought, in terms of um, who we've already got in the squad, mm. if we weren't to bring anyone in as a replacement for Robinson, which I think we were all quite expectant would happen, i.e., we wouldn't bring a replacement in for Robinson. Yeah. Um, I think we we all said that Harrop could potentially be the one that steps up. But mm. as Neil has said numerous times through the season, when you've got a player who's coming back from a big injury like Bill is and like Harrop is, mm. they're going to pick up little niggles and knocks along the way. Yeah. Back to full fitness. <clears throat> I know the game was over against Hull when it came on, but he was sharp when he came on against Hull. Harrop. Harrop. Yeah. 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 I was played, played quite well in that short time on the pitch. So yeah, he's, could he's be an done option. well in his short time on the pitch this season as yeah, a whole. I think, I think he has. I think he has. I what is it like three goals in six appearances or something like that? He started the season yeah. very bright, and then unfortunately for him, he got the couple of niggles mm. in a yeah. row. 
I think he is improving. I think he's a good option. Mm. Is he out of contract as well next summer? No. Or is it the year after? Year after. Mm. Signed yeah. a four-year, signed a four-year deal, I think. Yeah. So looking ahead, then, um, like we've mentioned already, QPR. I think we're capable of getting something from uh, Q- Q- QPR, Fulham, and Luton. I mean, with the way the last few games have gone. I'm probably hoping for seven points out of those three games. We always tend to do quite well travelling away to London as well. Yeah. Apart from Brentford. Mm. Yeah. If you take Brentford out, we've got an unbelievable record, really. Um, See, I'm, I'm yeah. hoping, like you said, Dan, like six, seven points, I think, is more than... Yeah, I'd be happy with... Um, I'd be happy more with than attainable. I think, I, think, I think maybe four or five, just just, cause of, just simply because of the injuries. Yeah, obviously. Ben Davis. It, ben it, Davis it, it depends is a massive on who, player. Yeah, it depends on who's back when. I mean, we saw first half of Blackburn how much we missed Ben Davis. Mm. Yeah, he's a huge player in defence and in possession as well. Um, and the, even though obviously Pearson's playing, Daniel Johnson's playing, Alan Brown's playing, they've all had knocks. Mm. They're probably all not at full fitness. Yeah, they're probably not fully sharp same, either. Same as Maguire. And even though Barky's playing all right, he's probably not as sharp as he has been. So, probably just a case of a little bit of rotation, but nothing too out there from Neil. Because no, when we've been on bad runs, when we've been on bad runs in the past, he's made a few weird decisions. But he's probably learning as a manager mm. as yeah. well. So yeah, we'll just have to see. Well, I'm not overly... I mean, don't get me wrong, he's obviously not a bad manager, is he? No. I mean, my, my, my only criticism of him is that I personally think if we're looking like we're struggling in the game, he should probably be a little bit quicker to act in terms of changing things. But, I mean, that's just his management style, isn't it? Well, but, against Blackburn, I think he changed it after 25 minutes. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, that was an extreme scenario. Yeah. We were 1-0 down after 11, or 2 yeah, I, minutes, rather. I do think he is quite reactive. But I think he's more reactive when it's. Um, mm. But, when but I mean, I mean, I mean, things like he, when we're chasing a game, if you will. Yeah. Like last night was a prime example. As soon as we went one 0 down, he made two changes. Mm. Um, and and I think he has been quite open about that in the past. In the yeah, but last, yeah, but last night when we went one 0 down, it was ninetieth minute. Yeah, no, I know, but he still brought on two players within a few seconds. That's my point: mm. is that he's 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 he, he is quick to change things when we're chasing a game. Mm. Obviously, last night it was far too late, but he has yeah, been think... quite open in the past about how he will always try and affect a game positively with his substitutions. I think the point is when we're drawing, is usually comfortable with how things are on the pitch. Yeah. And he's obviously got players that he trusts more than others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like again, now is last now night is the, was a prime example of that. Yeah, like now is the time. Obviously, we've got Ledson, Bayliss, Andre Green, Harrop, Bowden, Nugent, Ginelli. We've got six, seven players there, so there is depth there. It's just a case of can he bring it? Can he bring himself to like take Harrop out? Uh, sorry, take Brown out, take DJ out, take well, Maguire out. Brown didn't really start the season, so. Yeah, but he's always when he's he's always going to try and get him on the pitch. True. Like especially even if it's just at right back now, which is understandable because he did a good job last night. Yeah, no, but, I think he did well. If he had a choice, he'd always have Alan Brown on the pitch, like in most circumstances. Same as Maguire, because he like he he loves Maguire. Yeah, um, like we've like we mentioned, obviously running into December and the Christmas period is going to be. A lot of games coming thick and fast, so you would expect that there will be some rotation. Yeah. And then hopefully hope we, get, we get... Go on. I'm just going to say, I hope we get the two centre-backs back ASAP. Yeah, they're pivotal. That's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, just an interesting point for Andre Green, because he's fit now. Yeah, I, 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 can't see him being, I can't see him here by the end of January, to be honest. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Back mm. out to League One. Mm. I think looking ahead slightly longer term than the next three games, I think um, if we're still in the playoffs come the new year or the transfer window, whatever you want to call it, um, 
we used, well, I'd say usually, we've been known to go on good runs after January if it's gone quite well. I think last year that started off with um, that 4-1 win away at QPR, actually, coincidentally. Mm. Was it not the 2-0 win away at Stoke, or was that after the QPR game? That's, uh, after the they, were very, they were very close together, weren't they? Yeah, yeah they, were, they were one after the other because Pot scored at QPR and then he scored away at Stoke as well, didn't he? Yeah. I think... Um, January could be massive for us. I'm I'm not going to go so far as to say we should like throw caution to the wind, but I mean, we've talked before about how we should pick our transfer targets early if we haven't already. I'd be surprised if we hadn't already. I'd be gobsmacked if we haven't already. And and uh, just do what it takes to get them in because last couple of windows we've talked about we we've fanned about we've lost players to other clubs. I mean, um, Murray. If someone if someone just hypothetically if someone bids twenty million for Ben Davis. Would you expect the club to reject it? Uh, ooh, twenty million. The thing is, with North, with North End. Would you ex- Would you Would you be pissed off if the club rejected it? Though? I mean, accepted it. It It, it depends this, this on like... on the circumstances because it depends what what time of the month it comes in. It depends what position yeah. we're in in the league. If we If we If If it comes in and we're on the back of three wins, and we're two points off second. Then I think 20 million or 50 million, well, maybe not 50 million, but yeah. like 15, 10, 15, 20 million mm. when we're a point or two off automatic and you on the cusp, well, not on the cusp, you've still got half a season to go, but you potentially but you want to keep the side together. of 120 mm. million pound promotion prize. Mm. But I, I mean, think if- you. You would people. I could forgive people for being annoyed at it, but I wouldn't ever expect. I don't ever think North End would turn down twenty million pounds for any of their players. Yeah. yeah. The one thing I'd say about Alex Neal, the way he's set, the way he's manufactured this PNE team, the certain players that he's set the game, set the system up to suit perfectly. Jordan yeah. Hugel was one of them. Ben Pearson's another, and Ben Davis is another. Mm. I don't care what people say. We have not replaced Jordan Hugel. No, no, we would not. We would not be able. To, we would not be able to replace Ben Davis because of his pace, because he's left-footed, because of how comfortable he is in possession. I think we thing- would not be able to replace that. Well, basically, if we sell players, because Neil sets up in such a niche system, yeah, it's basically impossible to replace those players. Ben Davis mm. is one of them. Ben Pearson's the other. So I don't think we will sell players in Jan, but like. If someone comes in with a massive bid for one of them players, mm. it's going to give every the player, to think about. I'm going to do a Jake. Every player has a price. Yeah. Ooh. Welcome to the cliche club, my friend. <laughs> every we player has a price. Like, yeah. So. I mean, I mean that that's the thing. If um, someone, I don't mean, I, I'm not entirely sure who's interested in uh, Ben Davis, but I mean, if. Somebody like Brighton and Wolves, apparently. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think I've seen Wolves. If, if Wolves come in with a 20, 25 million bid on January 1st, then, to be honest, if... I mean, we're, we're talking entirely in hypotheticals, so if there is a promise of that money being reinvested, it maybe not all of it, obviously, because we've got other bills. And, no, if it was come out and say we've got to £6 million. Pound. Yeah. Then I mean, hypothetically, it could go all right for us. But I mean, <clears throat> the nature of football, though, you'll never get a twenty-five million pound bid on the first of Jan, would you? No, no it's all going to come. Everything's going to happen. Everything will happen in the last week yeah. of January, and that's just how it is. But while we're on January, I'm just going to say it again because I've not forgotten. People better not have forgot. But if we sign Ashley Hunter, we'll win the league. <laughs> I just think we. Um... We need to be careful not to not to fanny about again in the transfer window. Like um, in the summer, obviously. I mean, Murich's move to Forest didn't go as planned, obviously. Um, but he's like probably the core example of the player I think who we were very interested in, but we let go to a rival club because we didn't move fast enough. I mean, obviously we've got limited funds, which is why I'm, I'm not talking about throwing caution completely to the wind. But if somebody's offering. Um, a fee and a decent wage to a player then we can't go in with a subscription to Beekeepers Weekly, a bag of Watsits and a great Fanta, do you know what I mean? I think we need to get it done <laughs> in January, especially if, especially if we're up there and still with, it, and still with a chance Yeah, just oh, what, on the Murich thing like, that wasn't really 
I don't really think Pierney is to blame for that. But do you think there's any going back for Murich? Do you think there's any way we get him? Uh, just on that, I don't know, you know, because, I mean, we said on the pod numerous times that we we were in for him. And I yeah, think it was It was all agreed. The contract was there to be signed, but the terms changed. So yeah. And then Norwich said they contribute like, sorry, Forrest said they contribute like 30 grand a week to his wages. So I don't it know was, what P&E can do. He was out. He was out of Kosovo, wasn't he? And then he. Yeah. But wasn't it all? Wasn't it all? Pot, pot, pretty much in the bag before Forest were even interested. Yeah, um, it was away. This oh, yeah, was on international duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I mean. I remember making a point in a pod at the time. If that deal's almost done, you get it. You get it done. You fly someone out, don't you? Mm. I mean, um, yeah. I think this. Again, I've alluded to it in a piece that I've written, but this January, and we've said it on the pod before, is make or break, I think, for the club and potentially the manager and mm. definitely for some of the players. Oh, yeah. yeah. And just uh, another thing, probably the final thing before we call it a pod. Do you think there's an element that players can maybe become a little bit disillusioned when they're not seeing incoming transfers like they're doing well they're probably mm. performing close to the limit and they're not getting the backing from the club yeah i think um it, i mean it depends on that player's mindset but if, if when are you talking about are you talking about a hypothetical in january yeah hypothetical yeah. It's january do you think that could be something that we'd yeah. need to be, yeah. be wary of because you've got yeah. the likes of alan brown ben davis ben pearson who we've mentioned as being probably our when they're all playing the core of our um, the core of our side. Yeah. But if they feel like they're performing close to their level. Yeah. They just want a bit of extra help. Yeah. Exactly. The thing is, they know. I'm pretty sure we all know if we don't go up this season, Brown's probably going to be off. Pearson definitely. Ben Davis definitely. Yeah. So this is the last window we've got to really push it mm. while they're still going to be here. So it's a, it's a massive window looking forward to January. And like I said, there's, you know, you, you're playing for a potential £120 million, £120 million prize and considering we've had, what, the best part of £20 million into the club in the last two, two and a bit windows. Yeah. And we've not really laid out that much cash. No, I think we've spent about four or five mil. Yeah, I think, I think simply put, if we're still looking competitive in January, which I mean we're almost certainly going to be because we're not going to be too far away, are we? But um, I think it's stick or twist time. Um, I think I personally think we'll be in the top six in Jan. Oh yeah, I'd, or if we're not, we'll be. I'd be, I'd be very surprised. We'll be within a point or two of it at least. Yeah, which is what we've said all along on the pod. If we can get to January and still be in touch with the top six, whether that means we're seventh, eighth, ninth, yeah. then it's time to build. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Or just add a bit of quality. Just add a bit of quality. Yeah. Just get some short-term loans in, some mm. some real quality, some first-team quality, and, and go for it. Really yeah. go for it. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll wait and see on that one. Um one thing we won't wait until you for, though, boys, is calling it a pod. All right. Nice one, Jake. Nice yeah. One. Well, a, a pleasure time. as always, boys. Good to have you back again, Oliver. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Some good input. Thanks. Try my, my best. Yeah. Thanks for listening to episode 24 of the From the Finney podcast. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, you can find us on pretty much all podcast platforms. We're on social media. Just search for From the Finney. And if you want to get in touch with us, about, with us about anything, whether it's sponsorship or coming on the pod, um, you can direct messages on social media or you can email us uh, just from the at gmail.com. So, yeah, if you do get in touch, then look forward to hearing from you soon, listener. Um, finally, chaps, thank you very much. Thank you, Dad. <laughs>